What do people know or assume about you before you even open your mouth? Are you a mom, a business owner, exhausted, worried, stressed, an extreme extrovert and obvious life of the party? What about disciple of Christ? Can people see Jesus when they see you without you opening your mouth? Let's talk about it. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. I've got some amazing resources available for you, like prayer cards, Bible journaling boot camp, a free powerful prayer guide, and so much more. So head to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com and grab what you need. And while you're there, if you'd like to support this show and this mission, you can simply click the button that says buy me a coffee. Your generosity in prayer, in reviews, in encouragement, and yes, in those cups of, well, tea in my case, means so much to me as I continue to pour out what God puts in me. So now, lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into this. All right, y'all, let's go. Like, for real, let's go. I'm bringing that energy today. Oh my goodness, I have to tell you. So what we're about to talk about, I've been wanting to share it for a while. It started for me before Thanksgiving. And so this has been marinating. Like God has been working on me for a while. The Holy Spirit has been speaking for a while. And to be honest, I still wasn't sure how to put this message together, like how to say what I'm trying to say. Do you ever feel like that? Like, like I know what I want to say, but will someone else understand it the way I'm thinking it? Well, that's kind of what you get every single episode, right? So welcome to my mind. So here's the story. Back in like October, November, I spent quite a bit of time in Cincinnati and I was going to the gym there every day. Obviously a gym I hadn't really been to before, so people I didn't know. No problem for me, actually perfect <laughs> because I like to be in my own zone, like hat down low, I'm on a mission in there. Well, after a couple of weeks, after being consistently there, seeing some of the same people, this man approached me to ask me a question. So I was a little reluctant, but being polite, I took out one of my headphones and he looked at me and he said, what did you used to play? That was his question. What did you used to play? Now, is that a compliment? Is he calling me old? I actually immediately chuckled and I took it as a compliment. He said that he could tell by my focus and like my facial expressions when I worked out that there was some kind of competitor in there. There was some kind of discipline, the form, all the things. Well, I mean, he wasn't wrong. I took it as a compliment. I actually liked that he could see that I used to play something, that there's an athlete in there somewhere. Well, when I got to the car after my workout, I began to think about it and I started to wonder this. Can people see and recognize that I'm a believer of Jesus Christ as quickly and as easily and clearly as they can see that I used to be an athlete? And that thought hasn't left me. The very next day, I went to a girls high school basketball tournament just for me, just for fun. And I was sitting in the gym and this woman approached me and she asked me, are you a college girls basketball scout? Like there, it happened again. So there's something about me, about how I look, about how I carry myself, about the places that I'm at. There's something about me that is giving athlete, former athlete. So what am I doing? How am I living? How do I get it so that it's giving Jesus? And that 
is where we're going today. How do I get people to see me as a Christian? Y'all know I don't really use that term a whole lot. I prefer believer, believer in Jesus Christ. It just feels more personal for me, more relationship status for me. So let me start here. What is it for you? Like what is the characteristic or the thing that people always recognize in you? What is the trait that is so undeniably you? Maybe it's that you're a mom. Maybe it's that you own a business. Maybe it's that you're a diehard fan for a particular team. Maybe it's that you're a sneakerhead. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you right now with that same thought and question I've been challenging myself with for the past couple months. And that is this. How clearly and easily and directly do people see me as a follower of Jesus? Can they recognize me as a believer as simply as they can recognize me as that? And let me say this. I don't think there's anything wrong with how people perceive us or what they see in us at first. I mean, really, I'm six feet tall, consistent in the gym, competitive, and was, in fact, an elite athlete. So the man was not wrong. That just spurred the curiosity within myself. So now with this set and with some good conversations with the Lord, I want to share with you what I believe he challenged me with and help me to see when it comes to this. I was ready to share with you and go with the like, it's how you walk, it's how you talk, it's how you act. I was so ready to share those. They're totally true. And then y'all, I went for a hike the other day, like back in Canada on my favorite mountain that God and I have some of our best talks on that I share with you all the time. I bundled up in the cold weather and went out and oh, it was so good. I was talk texting into my notes app on my phone. And when I read back the notes, there was even part of it that was like, "Ooh, thank you, Lord, which was actually just my reaction to what was being said. Okay, so let's break this down. Three areas, three focuses to assist, I guess, is maybe a good word, to assist others in seeing you as a believer and recognizing you as a follower of Christ, literally without opening your mouth. I'm loving these points and have been thinking about them and focusing on them. So here we go. Number one, how I love. Sometimes the first thing people see in us is something they don't actually see with their eyes. What did Jesus say? In John chapter 13, starting in verse 34, he says, so now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Oh, y'all, I just saw this in a fresh way right now. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Not just prove to other believers, but to the world. I represent Jesus by how I love. And what does this actually look like? Well, you already know. Love is a verb. Love is an action. Do you want me to go here? I'll do it. The scripture, it's, it's not just for weddings. Paul didn't give this instruction to only the Corinthians who were about to get married, but to all believers. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Let's start at the start. If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. 
Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And then Paul finishes that chapter, which new writers so nicely separate Paul's words into chapters for us. He finishes it by saying this, three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. People know I am a believer by how I love. All right, let me clarify this since it just popped into my mind. So believers love. And if you don't show love, then you're obviously not a believer. No, For all of these points, these characteristics, these traits that I'm sharing today, there are many people in the world who have the same traits and the same characteristics. What I'm saying is that as a believer, I'm standing on these three as important and as a key to representing Christ and to others recognizing Christ within us. I represent Christ by the way I love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, we love each other because he loved us first. Ask yourself, Can people see and recognize Jesus by the way I love? Okay, let me keep going. Number two, we represent Christ by how we live. Oh, this could be like never ending. (laughs) You may be thinking so many things in your mind right now, and you may be like, duh, Kayla, obviously. I represent Christ by how I live. Well, let me go deeper. Here are some comments that I hear from friends and people I don't know. DMs from so-called strangers. Questions from people who don't even know my last name. How are you so consistent in your time with God in reading the Bible? I know you sacrificed a lot when your dad was sick. I know you left everything and trusted God with moving back to Canada. How did you trust him? How did you know it was him calling you? Wow, I can't believe you really just prayed for me out loud. How did you get so bold? How do you so unapologetically share your relationship with Christ on social media? I know you have family members who aren't saved yet. I do too. Can you help me to know how to pray to increase my faith and believe God for their salvation? You just look so joyful all the time, and I know you must struggle behind the scenes. First of all, I do reply. I do respond. Any emails, any DMs, I truly am here to pour into you. And it's been pretty cool for me to see that most of your questions and most of your comments come from me simply living my life. I represent Christ by how I live. So now it's time for you to check in. Are you representing Christ by how you live? You've got to ask yourself, can people see and recognize Jesus through the way I live? One of the biggest testimonies of my life happened in 2019. And when I left everything in Arizona and moved back to Canada immediately to be with my mom and dad while my dad was sick, like left everything and left it pretty much overnight. As I gave my notice at work, then called my immigration lawyer to tell her to stop the visa and the green card process, something that I had been praying for and working toward and fighting for since 1997, I felt peace. As I called my parents after that to tell them that I was moving home, I felt peace. Like there was nothing anybody could say to talk me out of it. It was something I never, ever thought I would do, and I felt peace and confidently made the decision. I didn't know what it would look like, but I felt this peace. I didn't know how I, how I would even make it work, but I felt this peace. Like I didn't know how long I would even be there, but I felt this peace. And I spoke about that peace so matter of factly with everyone I told the peace that surpasses all understanding. That is what I had. I knew it had to be God. Something I say often is, 
it's not that serious. <laughs> Take that as you wish. But my goodness, I just don't get worked up about things that just aren't that serious. Like worry, frustration, anxiety. Do they come? Yes. Those emotions rise up. Yet somehow I'm able to stay even keeled. Somehow I'm able to evaluate and not waver. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. People can feel your peace. Like, are you the one who walks into the room and there is calm? Or are you the one that walks into the room and it's a storm? Think about that. Can people see and recognize Jesus by the way you live? One of my actual favorite scriptures, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. So encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. Just as you are already doing. Like this sounds continuous. This is a lifestyle. Are you encouraging others? Are you building others up? Like constantly, always, daily? Are you one who tears down? Maybe even just tears one person down. Maybe it's even just a comment online that you don't think anyone else will care about. Maybe it's actually what you're masking by saying, it's just my opinion. It's just freedom of speech. Well, are you encouraging and building up? That is what representing Christ looks like. Before I move on to the third point, let me squeeze this scripture in here. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Ooh. I feel like I could stay here for a while because so often when you hear this, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Or if you're old school and you may know this one in the New King James version of the Bible where it says this, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And then you're like, well, with that person, it's not possible. And you walk away. But here's what I want you to see from this scripture and this instruction that Paul gives. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do all that you can. Look, it's not always pretty and it's not always easy. Like I'm even talking with family. Okay, y'all, you know that I get up and spend time with God in his word early in the morning. And yes, I even do it when I'm on vacation or especially with family. When I'm in California with my niece and nephew, those mornings in the garage that you may see that I share on social media, they aren't just so that I can joyfully spend time with God by myself. Those moments are part of my do all that you can on a cruise ship with family and other people and waves and just all kinds of unknowns and strangers and just a lot for an introvert like me. Those 5 a.m. mornings on deck two or deck 10 to spend time with God, crucial. They're part of my do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. And speaking of that, you know what else is part of how I live? Romans 1.16 any of y'all from like the 116 click Christian rap hip hop days? No? Look, if you want a legit Christian hip hop album, 116 clicks album titled 13 Letters, yo. It's from 2007, but the whole album, each track is one of Paul's 13 letters of the Bible. Like each track is one of the books of the Bible, the letters Paul wrote biblically sound. You're welcome. So anyway, Romans chapter one, verse 16. Well, actually, instead of quoting the scripture, I'll quote the song from the album. The song is titled Gospel Music, and it's the book of Romans. And it says this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, y'all. It's the power of God that can save us all. In the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. And who lives by faith? The righteous will. Oh, that's it. 
Representing Christ by how I live means I'm unashamed. I didn't care who walked by or who sat beside me or who offered to buy me a coffee. I was sitting there with my Bible out, spending time with God. You can catch me in the coffee shop, on the trail, in the mall. And if you ask me for prayer or share with me and I ask if I can pray for you, best believe I'm going in right then and there unashamed. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I openly speak about Jesus Christ and I hope people are eavesdropping. Can people see and recognize that I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ by how I live? Okay, final one. Oh, and it's kind of sticky. So we've got how I love, how I live, and now how I look. Yep, I said it. And I'm saying it because I believe he said it. I was nearing the top of the mountain on our hike together. And you know, I was looking for another word that started with L because y'all know how I like to flow. And when it came out, I was like, oh, but scripture says God looks at the heart. And then like with anything, I had to take it to all scripture. See, God won't contradict himself. So I don't get to just pick and choose. What does all scripture say? And what does it tell me about God's character, about who he is, and about how to live and walk out life on this earth as his disciple? So let me not just quote part of what God said. Let's go to the whole thing. First Samuel chapter 16. This is where Samuel is coming to anoint who will be the next king. And he goes out to find this man named Jesse. The Lord told him that one of Jesse's sons is to be anointed as king. So when Samuel gets there, he looks at Eliab. And thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And that, y'all, is where David enters the story. Coming in from the fields, from tending sheep, and the Lord tells Samuel, he's the guy. But check this out. The Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Y'all, people judge by outward appearance. Is that wrong? Is that bad? It's actually just a fact. People judge by outward appearance. Can people see and recognize that you're a follower of Jesus by the way you look? Then my mind went to, well, the Bible says that I'm royalty, a priest, a joint heir with Christ, so is that how I should look? Royalty? And the Bible also says that as followers of Christ, we are to be servants, so... Literally, welcome to my mind as I'm hiking and chatting with the Lord. Y'all know I spent decades in the fitness industry. I get living a healthy life. I get working out. I'll give you all the scripture, tell you that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, tell you to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And then the word hit me. One word. One word when it comes to how I look and representing Christ. Stewardship. And that was the moment that I spoke into my notes app on my phone. Ooh, thank you, Lord. (laughs) How you look is about stewardship. Do you remember the definition of stewardship? Head back a couple episodes. Stewardship is the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. You don't own your body. You are a temporary manager of what God has given you. He's trusting you with it. And hey, any and everything God will and desires to do through you here on earth This is the only one body you have to do it through. Does that make you take a look at it differently? Like, this is it. Every word to speak, every walk to take, every song to sing, every lesson to teach, every child to raise, every business to build, every home to create. You have one body to do it through. So yes, I represent God by how I look. Paul disciplined his body into submission. 
Where are you at with that? How have you been stewarding your body? How have you been stewarding your smile? Last story. Again, on the cruise ship with my family, just a couple weeks ago, we were going to this like family-friendly comedy show and there were no seats, let alone four together for my brother, sister-in-law, my niece, and myself. I asked a couple if they were saving the seats beside them. Of course they were. No problem. We kept looking, kept asking. And as I walked past them for like the third time, the woman said, we can slide down. The two of you can sit here. So my niece and I scrunched in. I said, thank you so much. And the woman said, your smile stuck with me when you went by the first time. My husband and I can squeeze in close to fit you too. Really? The smile? Now, what she didn't say was, I saw your smile and I thought, that girl surely loves Jesus. Let me move over for her. But maybe she thought it. I don't know. But I still represented him with how I looked in that moment. Full story, just before the show was about to start, the two women on the other side of us leaned over and said, hey, I don't think our friends are going to make it. Bring your other two down here. So in a packed theater on a cruise ship with not one seat to be found, we ended up with four seats together because I smiled. Y'all, I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to lift you up and I'm here to challenge you. Like spiritual big sister style. Ask yourself, not just am I representing Christ, but can others see and recognize that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ? Can they see him in how I love? Can they see him in how I live? Can they see him in how I look? Lord, I come to you right now and I thank you for this. I thank you for this understanding and encouragement. I thank you for the challenge you've been taking me through. And I lift up the one listening to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you reveal to them, not just what they can shift, not just the challenges, but the ways that they're already living for your glory and representing you so clearly in their everyday lives. God, we surrender our plans to you. We open our hands and lay down our own pressures. We lay down our own expectations. Use us for your glory. Use us as you need today. Here we are, all for your glory, to share you with the world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Praise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.